This is Plant-Based Briefing. What is the Liberation Pledge and How Hard Is It? Part 2 by Jackie Norman at veganfta.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host, and this is the curated content plant-based podcast where I narrate articles on plant-based and vegan living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article was longer than that, so it's a two-parter. I read part one yesterday, so go back and listen to that first. And today is the second half of the article. And I've done a number of episodes previously about today's topic, the Liberation Pledge. I am a huge fan of it. And in today's episode, you'll hear some information I shared with Jackie for this article. If you're listening on YouTube, please take a quick second to hit that like button. It helps out a lot. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. What is the Liberation Pledge and How Hard Is It? Part 2 by Jackie Norman at veganfta.com Taking the pledge is the best thing I've done since going vegan. Plant-based briefing podcast host Marian Erickson told me of her joyful and surprising wins as a result of her pledge. Quote, I took the Liberation Pledge after being vegan for just over six months. The more I learned about the horrors of animal agriculture, the more I struggled with the idea of being around people eating animals. Even walking past animal body parts in the grocery store became difficult. I started making excuses to avoid situations where I knew animals would be eaten. I was thinking there was something wrong with me. Other vegans didn't seem to mind being around people eating animals. Maybe it was just a phase I was going through being a new vegan and I'd eventually get past it. But that wasn't happening. In fact, it was getting more difficult. I then heard a podcast where the hosts were discussing the pros and cons of something called the Liberation Pledge. That was my answer. I immediately researched it and saw that thousands had taken the pledge before me. There was nothing wrong with me after all. Taking the pledge is the best thing I've done since going vegan. I initially took it for my mental health. I can't stand the thought of being around people eating animals. If I sit there, I'd be condoning animal abuse. I wouldn't sit quietly by and condone racism or child abuse either. Turns out the pledge is a great tool for activism as well. By telling people about my pledge ahead of time, I have good conversations and they don't feel judged, as they might if I tried to discuss animal abuse while they're eating animals. When I explain it as a pledge I've taken, they often respond by saying something like, of course I'll respect your pledge, and wow, that must be tough, but good for you. And by suggesting they join me for a vegan meal, I've helped others try vegan restaurants or menu items they normally wouldn't. The pledge has even led my husband and me to invite non-vegan friends over for dinner, and we actually started a vegan dinner club with non-vegan friends, at their request. Honesty is the best policy. Quote, one particularly memorable and lovely result happened one day after playing tennis with some women I didn't know very well. We had just finished our first match when they asked if I wanted to go back to the beach house a few of them were staying in for lunch. I've actually taken a pledge to not be around people when they're eating animals, so I'm going to a nearby vegan place I just found, I told them. But I'd love to come by after our next match for a drink before you go to dinner. Will that work? That was all there was to it. After that second match, we went shopping and the store owner was recommending all kinds of seafood restaurants to the team. I figured they'd choose one of those for their dinner and planned to be on my own. But when I got to the group house, they said they all wanted to eat dinner at a vegan restaurant with me. I hadn't even asked. I got teary-eyed and hugged them. It was funny. They were saying things like, This will be a first for me and you'll have to help me order. I've never done this before. It still makes me laugh. I thought, it's just food. Anyway, we went to an amazing vegan place with fantastic food, craft beers, and an interesting cocktail menu with kombucha drinks. They were blown away. It was inexpensive and cool and delicious. 
There were also so many conversations around that table, too. What's wrong with eggs? What's wrong with dairy? How do you make cheese without milk? How do you avoid leather? It was awesome. None of those conversations would have happened if they'd been eating animals at that time. Nor would any of them have tried vegan food if I hadn't told them about my pledge. Unquote. As Nico Stubler, who has written and talked about the pledge extensively, says, it's not about sitting alone at a vegan table, it's about expanding the vegan table. According to Direct Action Everywhere founder and acclaimed activist Wayne Shung, one high school student who took the pledge inspired his entire school to go vegan by inviting more and more of his friends to join him to eat. If the idea still sounds too daunting, though, DXC also explains how you can make the pledge work for you on their website linked here, which may be easier for a good number of people. The Liberation Pledge website also contains a multitude of advice, resources, and avenues for support, both before and after taking the pledge. Ultimately, of course, the choice is yours. I know many vegans who have taken the pledge and just as many who haven't. I feel it has strengthened my activism and is an effective barrier which prevents me from caving in for the sake of pleasing people. Like the others in the article, it's also opened up avenues of communication I would not have otherwise had. And I love taking a stand for the animals this way. The people in my life know I'm serious and would never dream of asking me to make allowances just this once. Given the chance, were I to do so, would any of the animals at that table ask my dining companions or anyone else not to eat them just this once? I think not. Hence, I will never regret signing the pledge for their liberation. You just listened to What is the Liberation Pledge and How Hard Is It? Part 2 by Jackie Norman at veganfta.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And please check out previous episodes I've done talking about the Liberation Pledge. I'll put links to those in the show notes. But they're episode 100, What's Wrong with Veganism? 314, Disrupting Social Norms, An Anecdote from a Lonely Vegan Teacher? And 327, Shifting to a Better World. I also heard Nico Stubler on our Henhouse podcast talking about the pledge, and he explained how people can take it and make it work for them. Not everybody is in a position of privilege to take it in every aspect of their lives. Maybe they cannot take it at work. For example, I have a vegan friend who works in a nursing home and has to literally feed dead animals to some of the residents there. So he can't take the pledge at work, but he takes it in other areas of his life. Nico gave an example of a dinner awards ceremony or something that he attended, and he sat at the table with people eating but didn't eat. So even though he had pledged to not sit with people while they're eating, he made an exception in this one case because it was extenuating circumstances. So point being, make the pledge work for you. Do what you can with it. And even if you can't be perfect every time, at least you're helping to denormalize eating animals at other times. And I've heard people say they don't want to take the pledge because it's better for them to sit with people and show them how good vegan food can be. And Nico addresses this objection and many others as well in a white paper he's written about the Liberation Pledge. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, so if you're at all interested, check out that white paper. It can really help you determine if it's something you want to take. And a bit more food for thought about the pledge... One of the biggest things, I think, with the pledge is to question whether it's speciesist to not take it. Speciesism is a misguided belief that one species is more important than another. Consider whether there's any other injustice against dogs or cats or humans, where you would sit with people while they're committing it and not say anything, not partake, but stay with them while they're doing it. 
I've heard people give examples about would you sit there if a dog or cat was being eaten? Would you sit there if someone was beating their child? Would you sit there if someone was making racist or misogynistic jokes? That kind of thing. And this might seem extreme to people, but think about would you sit with cannibals eating a human being and not partake, but sit there and not say anything because it's their culture? Or would you just say, no, that's wrong, I can't be a part of this? Anyway, again, not everybody can take it in all aspects of their lives. Their immediate family may not be vegan, or there's so many, so many scenarios where it may not work. But consider taking it where you can and applying it in areas of your life where it can make a difference. At the end of episode 100, I share some of the history, the theory of change behind the pledge. But one of the biggest things it does is denormalizes eating animals. It is so normal in our society today, obviously. And as more and more people say, yeah, that's not okay, it surprises people and makes them think. But again, the key is not just to never eat with people, but invite them to eat vegan with you. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.